0: The Trottier here for Discussions of Truth, and we're in uh, Las Vegas. Uh, this is the 21st, I'm told, the 21st Clay Clark event. Uh, I have uh, a, uh, a, two incredible guests here, two incredible ladies that are sitting at the table with me, uh, uh, Keisha Richardson, and she's holding a Richardson hat at the moment, uh, and Lauren Cup. Uh Keisha, we'll start with you, uh, and then we'll go to Lauren. Briefly introduce yourselves for listeners, please.
1: Yeah, so my name is Keisha Richardson. Um, I am an American Indian born in Canada. Uh, I worked for the provincial government at a maximum security prison for the criminally insane. Uh, My father was a mechanical engineer. Who pioneered research in early 2020 outlining um, improper contagion mitigation and how it was used for bioterrorism and election interference in canada and the united states and eventually treason the way he explains it to me is that 20 years ago the cdc changed the guidelines which created a critical weakness in canada and the united states making it weak to biological attack which was an act preparatory to levying war and instantly treason so we reported on this and um we ended up being persecuted and tortured in Canada. I had to flee um, to the United States uh, as an American Indian. Uh, on October 1st of 2020, I went to Montana Sweetgrass Port of Entry, and I presented all this evidence to the border agents on the American side, and I ended up getting arrested by the or- uh, the, the border agents. They took all my travel documents, tried to destroy them, handed me over to immigration, who put me in an immigration detention for seven months, um, a maximum security prison with military and immigration detainees, and uh, they tried to deport me back to Canada multiple times but Canada sent them letters saying she's an Indian, just release her, we're not taking deportation from American Indians because of course we're sovereign on both sides of the border. I'm covered by um, Article 6 of the Constitution and you know um, treaties, so any treaty ratified by the Senate is the supreme law of the land, right? Um, So the immigration, they paroled me on March 31st, 2021 um, into the United States uh, and uh, they paroled me to American citizens who ended up trafficking me around the states for the last three years, uh, drugging me, beating me, sexually assaulting me, holding me at gunpoint, putting um, videos of it on the internet for finances and... Um, Just uh, I was on a tracking device system by immigration I wasn't allowed to leave the house at certain times I wasn't allowed to leave the city without permission. I wasn't allowed to live with another person without permission Um, These people were known to the police for their egregious crimes against other people which was unbeknownst to me and so all of this was done to suppress the evidence of the treason ultimately in Canada and the US, which uh, Biden uh, benefited from the suppression of. um, And we have the evidence that he was involved, the administration, the Biden administration was involved in my trafficking. But um, this was, uh, if this was presented, if uh, the DHS people at the border dealt with it from October 1st of 2020, January 6th would have never happened. And what's going on with Trump right now would have never happened um, either. Uh, He would actually still be in office
0: uh acacia thank you very much for that introduction uh lauren uh, lauren cup ladies and yes.
2: gentlemen hi i'm lauren cup um let's see my daughter was molested for seven years and i it's uh the best thing that the police could do was a protective order she was sent to a forensic interview place that was unaccredited uh referred to by the lead detective on the case Um, The protective order was granted based upon a preponderance of evidence that a sex offense occurred. Uh, The man violated the protective order, um, and the wife of the child molester spit in my face, which ultimately led to a misdemeanor um, on me um, instead of the child molester violating the protective order. So then I started digging deeper into the financials, and the prosecutor happens to own the child advocacy center where my daughter had her forensic interview. Um, and I uncovered two child sex trafficking rings. And so I exposed them on all social media outlets. When I did that, they started coming after me, covering my cameras, the police did. Um, at my door, um, uh, the DCS, Department of Child Services, slammed court paperwork in my door. Um, And ultimately, I went to the park with my kids on May the 29th. Um, Twenty-two male officers showed up, arrested me, um, and I was in a bikini with my kids. Uh, They had an AR-15 two feet away from my head saying, I'll shoot you, B-I-T-C-H, I'll shoot you, and a barking dog in front of me. I asked them to take me to the hospital. They did, eventually, after I begged them to. Uh, they drugged me at the hospital and then told me if I did not give them a statement that they were going to put my kids in foster care. Um, my kids are currently in Department of Child Services custody still to this day. And the same judge that we filed criminal complaints against and the same, the lead investigator, is on both my uh, criminal case and my children's case.
0: Okay. I- Quick question. Are you able to name some names here? What was yeah. the name of that prosecutor?
2: Uh, Brent Eaton in Indiana. He's in Hancock County, Indiana. Do
0: you spell that name?
2: It's Brent B R E N T. Last name is Eaton E A T O N. And he also owns a drug rehab that he refers all his you know convictions to, and he owns a clearinghouse as well. So you're all 501Cs.
0: You were, you were unlawfully arrested because of your action regarding your daughter Science being molested.
1: Yeah, it were retaliation and exposing the trafficking ring. And they actually created the circumstances to put her in that duress and create for that to happen because they had initially one officer show up to her while she was in the bikini with her children at the park, who was unnamed in regular clothing, regular car, unmarked car, uh, threatening her and her children and then he left and came back with these 22 male officers who then uh, had the guns pointed to her head kicking her head into the cement had a, a, a canine dog yeah, barking, barking in from my her face, face. Then arrested her, drugged her, and then interrogated her, and told her we're going to take your children to foster care. That's torture under the Convention against Torture. That is the legal definition. So, and then they made me ride in the front of the police car, and my ex was a cop.
2: So, like, I don't know why I didn't even think about it then. But they made—I don't remember the ride to
1: jail. I don't. I or don't the know. interview that they or did. Or the interview for that they did. Because I was in and out so of. So it was torture. And now they are leveraging her own children against her. And every time she tries to get help, uh, like she said, we were in the court and we had to call the police in the court. I was there as a witness and an ADA. And um, the judge told me that you need to be uh, leave or else I'm gonna arrest you. And I said, okay, well, I'm leaving. And we were got up to leave. She said, well, if you don't, if you leave, I'm gonna arrest you. I said, well, you know what, then I'm calling the police. And she said, oh really, I'm gonna arrest you. So I picked up the phone, I called the police, I said, I'm an American Indian, I'm being, and I'm a human trafficking victim, I'm here as a witness for Lauren, who's also been trafficked and her children as a witness, and the judge is criminally intimidating us in this hearing, and trying to force us not to leave. They have three sheriffs intimidating us behind us, and then the judge said, turned to the, um, the transcriber and said, we're going to go off the record, stop recording. The judge? The judge. Said,
0: What's his gonna,
2: name? Her name uh, is... Lori Shine. and she's in Boone County Circuit Court
1: in Zionsville, Indiana. And that, when we went out to the police, I said to the judge, I said, you do whatever you want. We're leaving. You don't have the authority to arrest us in this family hearing. We're going. So we went outside, spoke to the police they took our statement they said because of what happened they'd be giving it to the fbi and the rcmp in canada which is the canadian fbi and passing it through interpol i don't know if they even did that they said they handed it off to the sheriff probably the same one who's involved but in that hearing so what's the name of
0: that sheriff
1: well uh tony harris Yes, and then the initial person, so the people who had uh, arrested Lauren and drugged her that day and tortured her, they had the lead investigator on that case that day as Morgan Carpenter. Yeah. That same lead investigator, Lauren used my father's research of the human trafficking and treason to file to Is connect... Is how you know each other? Um, yes, she, I came across her online, her story online, and then I ended up put, having her on my show, The Karis Project, K-A-R-I-S. But um, I came and uh, that's how I got in contact with her. But that lead investigator, Morgan Carpenter, they put her on, Lauren's case, after she was involved in her torture, put her on her case for the treason report evidence and the human trafficking and the bioterrorism to report. To testify against to te- me. And also to testify against her. So that Morgan Carpenter's in every case, the criminal, the family, and her personal case, speaking on all of them against Lauren and for the same, but never for And Felix the judge refuses to, to, to recuse, recuse herself. herself. I told the judge, you have a vested interest in a conflict of interest. You need to recuse yourself and make a continuance until this is dealt with, and she re- started threatening me. So the I called. Judge. The, yeah, so I called. And the police. then they ultimately revoked my bond because I called
2: the police on the police. Yeah. And that's what they said. She and we've got reported call. Yeah. The, because I called the police on the police. They revoked my bond.
1: Yeah. So we fled India, and I have a home in India that I own. Yeah. But we had to flee because the in persecution that they were putting towards us because of making the reports. And they won't give her daughter any victim services who was molested for seven years and won't give her protection against the predator that has molested her.
0: And what's the name of the predator?
1: Derek Orlaska.
0: And you have evidence against this person? Oh,
2: yeah. He was found guilty based upon a preponderance of evidence that a sex offense occurred and a protective order was granted, but there's no court minutes for this protective order. He didn't appear for the protective order. Nobody appeared. I found that out from later. Um, nobody appeared. It was mailed to us, the protective order was.
0: Where is this person today?
2: Uh, Hancock County, Indiana.
0: Living as a free citizen? You got it. Yeah. Your daughter is in the custody of the uh, uh, department, CPS? Yep. yep.
2: Child Protective Services, yep.
0: Do you have any communication with this, with your daughter?
2: Um, they won't let me speak to her. And I've had full sole and legal custody of both my kids since they were born. Their dad's not involved.
0: Yes. Both of your children are with the CPS, are they together yes, or are they separate? they're together. Uh, okay, so Keisha, just a little bit more from you. I want you to talk about the evidence. You, you basically, you're working together, of course, and, and, and prior to yeah. this... We were speaking to uh, Jeff Sink, yes, of course, yes. and he's trying to help out any any yes. way he can. Yeah, uh, Lorna, I want you to comment in regards to Jeff and how he's helping and what listeners may be able to do to help. But Keisha, I want you to get back so listeners can understand uh, what is going on with uh, what is going on with uh, your evidence in regard to the Biden administration being part of you personally having been trafficked.
1: Right, so we have all the evidence, all the documents, um, video, audio, every person that we've come in contact with. We have all the documents that I was given since the day that I came. And it was trafficking from day. So when I came to the border, Jonathan Bruack, was the one um, at Montana Sweetgrass Port of Entry who uh, detained me. And in fact, he left early that day and asked other people to finish processing me. They made me wait. You came in
0: through, sorry about this. You came in through Sweetgrass, Montana.
1: Yeah, Port of Entry, one of the biggest ports um, for Canada and US border. And it's also my ancestral homeland as an Indian.
0: This is uh, this is on the uh, American East side. side of Glacier Park.
1: Um,
0: is that Montana, where it is geographically in, Port in Montana? Port
1: of Entry? Um, Do you know I that? Right by I, the
0: black foot or Blackfeet reservation is that correct um potentially
1: know? there's reservations in the surrounding areas there's quite a few um and so it's my ancestral homeland uh my sister tribes are actually in that area as well um the attorney general of uh my sister tribe in montana wrote a letter of support for me to congress because of what, what is what your happened sister to tribe me. So there is um, a couple, but uh, there is a Chippewa tribe in Montana. And Jesse Big Knife is the Attorney General that he wrote a a letter of support for me to Congress to bill H.R. 4228 Border Tribal Priority Crossing Act because of what happened to me at the border. Um, So anyways, uh, the... After that, uh, like I said, we have all of the evidence from the videos, the audio, conversations that we have with these people. Some of the people who sexually assaulted me were dual citizens of Canada and the U.S., like Robert A. Cannon. Um, And they confessed to the crimes, but they're still walking free. Uh, They have not been arrested or anything um as well as the person like i said who pulled the gun on me was drugging me um trying to sell me into prostitution and all these things putting things online of things he did to me under the while i was drugged Um, he's known to the police for terrible crimes which i was unaware of and the police made this known to me and my father um, when they came to my house to see if i was okay after the church people called the police uh, when he pulled the gun on me um the biden administration Uh, directly benefited from this because they stole the election and they suppressed the evidence. They trafficked me to suppress the evidence of what was going on with this bioterrorism and election interference, which ultimately is how they stole the, from Trump, right? The election from Trump. And it's more easily laid out in the documents, but they trafficked me to suppress You have those documents online? Oh, yeah, everywhere online. So you can, we, everything is up public. Um, my dad is a published uh, researcher, um, and his work is sitting in the Library of Congress, protected by United States copyright. Uh, but you can find it online at the DSRCARISConsulting.com, and there's a package. Of uh, information and evidence for every state in America, he's created so that people can add their complaints to um, anything that happened to them, crimes that were exacerbated during the COVID pandemic. So, if you lost your job, your business closed down, you were forced to get the jab, maybe your kids were trafficked, you house stolen, lawfully imprisoned, any crimes that were exacerbated because of the pandemic, um, you can take uh, the statement, the uh, the statement package from your state um, and add your complaint to it, take it to local law enforcement and FBI, and this is what people are already doing around the states. He's also made packages for Australia, the UK, Canada, um, and some places in the West Indies and in Asia has reached out some cases in Asia to get the same information, to start making their complaints. But ultimately, Trump is not going to traffic somebody with evidence of election interference to commit treason against his own administration. The Biden administration benefited from this suppression because if this would have been used in early 2020, um, January 6th would have never happened and Trump would not be in the position he's in now because my dad outlines how they stole the election by starting with as the improper... As a Canadian? As a Canadian, yes, by starting with in, uh, the improper mitigation because... Contagion mitigation is the first response in any pandemic and they completely skipped it in order to do all of the other crimes like forcing people to be locked down, forcing them out of their churches, forcing them to be jabbed by things that are experimental, killing people, trafficking people, all these things, right? So uh, locking them in quarantine camps, which is like concentration camps. So all of this was done because they skipped the first response. That's how he explained it to me. He's an engineer. Um, a lot of engineers who's looked over his research say that it's the most brilliant piece of engineering they've ever seen, and they've never seen anything like it, so it tells me it's well out of my scope of understanding. And the law enforcement he's been working with in Canada for the last year, the RCMP, which is the FBI, keep asking if he's ex-law enforcement because they love the way he's outlined the documents. He's laid it out so every no one else has to do the work. It's all there. You just take it and you add it to your complaint. And so on top of it, lawyers don't really have to take the bullets because he has to speak in front of a jury of his peers. So if they call him as a witness, he is the only one that can argue it. A lawyer can't argue engineering, just like a lawyer can't argue a medical report. A doctor has to come in to do that in front of a jury of his peers who will argue against him. And nobody in the last three years has stood up against him and said, oh, your engineering report is wrong about all this stuff, because it's not. And you also have to risk the consequences of treason, which is death. Nobody's going to do that. So, and it's it's both ways. If you report treason falsely, the consequence is the same as committing it. So, it's all it's a lie.
0: So you were basically targeted. You you were trafficked and targeted, but directly targeted because you are the daughter of this person that revealed the yes as a, as a Canadian that revealed the uh, corruption behind the uh, the vote. Have you worked with uh, the voter fraud in 2020? Have you uh, worked with Mike Lindell at all?
1: I haven't directly gotten in contact wow. with Mike Lindell, but um, some people have told us we should get in contact with him. Now, my dad, he's a Canadian, of course, like you said. So, at first, you know, he has no vested interest, but he, everyone understands that if America loses their freedom, the rest of the world is screwed. America is the last bastion of freedom for the world and Christianity. and. It's the only place where you have genuine, God-given rights. You know, we're endowed by our Creator, and we have inalienable rights, but we have the burden of responsibility as Christians to uphold it because it's a God-given country. Now, so it makes sense to defend the rights of the only country keeping the rest of the world safe, and also it's our Christian duty. But I'm an American Indian, and I'm sovereign on both sides of the border, so it makes sense to me as well for what's going on
0: to be involved in doing what's right in this way okay so uh we before we get back to to lauren briefly uh hold no, on no, wait wait do you want to get him on camera no dude thanks for asking man. this is roger um okay no um okay so before we get on uh before we get to lauren uh, uh, uh keisha please give listeners please give listeners uh, a website where they can find this documentation. This is incredibly right. important.
1: Yes, of course. So the website you can find all of the documents at is d s r karis k a r i s consulting dot com. That's d s r karis consulting dot com. You can send us an email for humanitarian stuff at unity at d s r karis k a r i s consulting dot com. And you can also find us on uh, Twitter, Rumble, and BitShoot at the KARIS project. So the and then KARIS, K A R I S project. And we can help you just, you know, send us a, a message or something.
0: Okay, now, and just in review, uh, ladies and gentlemen, what you've just heard here is a testimony from Keisha Richardson saying that she, basically, I'm reiterating, saying that she was targeted because and trafficked because of her the knowledge that her father has as a Canadian it would expose the election fraud uh, so incredibly important please uh, help Keisha out I- I immediately in any way you can. Uh, Lauren, let's yes. let's get to you now. Yes. Um, okay so your your case with Je- uh, your case is incredible but you've been able to draw in the help of Jeff Zing. Uh, Talk a little bit more about how Jeff has been able to help you and where you're at in in regards to that. Now, he's running for office in Arizona, but but he's helping you in the state of Indiana.
1: Well, he's helping both of us. Yeah, we actually had him on the podcast, so that's how we knew him. And he's got us in contact with some pretty good people to help us out. Um, we were. He actually let us stay with him for a little while in Arizona because we had to flee Indiana, where she has a house, because of the persecution and torture from the law enforcement, the courts, and the retaliation after after turned she in turned in my research dad's research to so the FBI. Yes. you turned it in. Yes. I did. trusting to the them FBI in Indianapolis to get help. But and of I,
0: course, they didn't do anything. Yeah, they retaliated
1: they against her. And even threatened me so that I wouldn't be able to try and help her. But the engineering report is called the Engineering of Bioterrorism, Child Trafficking, Treason, and the Crime of Aggression. And when she turned that in, instantly after we left the FBI, one of the people involved in her arrest pulled us over. And she wasn't even speeding.
0: One of the people involved in your arrest yes. found the two of you together and pulled... Pulled us over after order. we
2: left the FBI. And So they were trailing was- you. Uh huh. They said I was going 16 miles over the speed limit, but didn't write me a ticket, they just let us go.
1: Right? That's that's a
2: habitual, yeah, 15 miles over. Yeah. yeah. He looked at my ID and he was the one directly involved, not the one holding the gun, but the one with the dog. Yeah.
0: And you recognize his face? Um, No,
2: I looked at his name. Officer Pogoro. Yeah, there she can pronounce it.
0: This is a sheriff?
2: Yes, Keyon County Sheriff, Sheriff. yeah.
0: Okay let's get back to uh, briefly Jeff uh,
2: yeah, so, up to speed in regards so yeah to- Jeff's just been helping us out and getting us in contact with different people and trying to expose you know our stories and what's really going on um, in the connection. connection Congressman yeah because I found out I'm Indian so they say that they target a lot of Indians um, apparently that's what the tribe guy said. so Jeff why been would helping- they do that? Um, I guess, financially, the trafficking, they make more money from the children.
0: From the Indian children?
2: Yes. That's
1: apparently what the, isn't that what the guys, the tribe guys
2: well, said? Well, something, wanted? but
1: it, Lauren's trying to figure out how to get, um, she's trying to get, in because the DCS people wrote on her children's documents behind her back, on the report for the foster care documents and everything, that her children were Indian. So she went asking her parents, like, oh, are we Indian or something? And her father said, actually, he's Indian, and his it's his parents' something. So she's going to go look for...
0: Native American Indian, yeah. Yeah, Native
1: American Indian, yes. She's going to go looking for the, um, uh, the genealogy information. But it's very questionable why DCS would put that on her report without even telling... Yeah. About that for children. It's just very strange. Does that
0: imply so, they may have had information that you were privy to? Well it, it's or how you are you receiving that?
1: Yeah, it's something they would benefit from for sure. You can't do that without financially. Well, in many ways, yeah. In many what are the ways, the ways. I I guess well, there's a lot of there's a lot more resources available to American Indian children, like legally, and especially when they're in a duress situation. Well, they're supposed to be. That doesn't mean they always get it. Right. So, and it's also fraud to put, I know for myself, whenever people ask me, well, what are you? I have to say I'm an American Indian. If I say I'm anything else, legally, I can lose my status even. I can, it can be fraud. Right. So there, it's a very questionable thing that they've done that, you know. Um, but she it turns out she was. She yeah. talked to her parents. So Jeff has got us in contact with. You know, multiple uh, people in tribes to, find out which, to help us, yeah. to give us protection and support, and some people in Congress and some senators and stuff, so he's doing a lot right now to help us. We really appreciate it a lot.
0: Yeah. Okay, so we'll take a few more minutes here, and I appreciate your time. No, I uh, Very much it. so. Um, Okay, so obviously, I want some call to action items for listeners and how yeah. they can help you. But, uh, but before before that, I want you to tell them about some of the victories that you've possibly had uh, in, in, in 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 the work that you're doing. Obviously, you want your children free, right? Yeah. You, uh, I suspect, you're doing a number of things, but that's part of that is revealing the corruption behind this 2020 right. election. And how fraudulent this current administration is. Uh, of course, not taking political sides, but hey, let's let's just look at right. if something's been commi- if there's Crime, wrongs that have been yeah, committed.
1: Let's be honest about it. Right.
0: So, uh, so Lauren, uh, please tell us some victories on your end, uh, and then and then and then and then Keisha, you- yeah.
2: So I've just been uh, continuing to expose. You're here, every, and that's one victory, Yeah, right. right. We, by the grace of God, we're here. Because I'm from Indiana, and we've traveled all across. Uh, we've stopped in a few places. So uh, by the grace of God, we are uh, both here together. I met with Keisha, and um, she's helped me get through a lot of this. And, um, uh, gosh, victories. I just want my children back. That's the, the main thing. But... Um, I just keep a positive outlook, and I keep exposing everything that goes on. Um, they tried to put a gag order on me to say, against which is against my First Amendment right, that I couldn't go on podcasts and I couldn't speak out about this. And the family—they're using the family court system to do this, and it's unconstitutional. It's not constitutional at all. So I'm just thankful for Keisha and um, her dad, and you know, us meeting and. Uh, coming together because you know four months ago. We didn't even know each other from Adam So yeah. it's pretty it's pretty crazy. Um, I do have a home in Zionsville, Indiana That I can't go back to because of the persecution so and the torture so
0: And I can't believe how the two of you are so positive after being through what you've been through. I mean
2: by the grace you, of God You gotta have like
0: <laughs> so painful uh, so Keisha uh, uh, Tell us some of the victories that you're having
1: well um, uh, by God's grace, I'm still alive, uh, and in full capacity. <laughs> um, <laughs> it obviously, it's a very uh, torturous situation and very difficult when, you've been, when you're when you trafficked from place to place. Um, I feel like I've seen almost all 52 <laughs> 50 states. <laughs> but um, ultimately, at the end of the day, I understand that God has created me for a purpose greater than the sum of my experiences. I think that's true for everybody who's suffering right now in the same situation. I think it's happening for a reason and I'm glad that if anything, I think the greatest victory is that all the corruption is being exposed in real time. People are seeing step by step how everything is being done and at the end of it I think everybody will see the bigger picture and the details all together so um, I'm very glad for that. I'm glad that we're connecting with a bunch of people that were able to help and people are feeling isolated and they're starting to understand that they're not they're not the only ones suffering this way and there's more people and once we create that web of connections will be able to be more powerful in getting justice for the people who need it. Uh, at the end of the day, that's that's really what it's about and myself too, I would appreciate my little sister to be returned because she was stolen at 16 months old. The first response to my dad putting out the research was them stealing my little sister. She's four now and I haven't seen her in three years. The Karis Project is actually named after her. Um, uh, hopefully one day she sees it if uh, if we don't have her until then but she'll see it and know that we're still fighting for her we love her and want to help people in similar circumstances but I think the greatest thing is just the power of God being displayed in these situations people are gonna a lot of people have lost hope in God and trust in him but these situations show people that courage and faith in God will uh, is possible and literally you can move mountains I'm just I'm not anybody I'm just a I'm an American Indian born in Canada. I'm just a regular person. Just fighting
2: the corruption and getting the truth out there. here; it's important yeah, because a lot of people don't see it.
1: Yeah, we're here meeting people and uh, people I would have never imagined meeting because it's not something I ever thought about, but God is putting us in the position to be able to do his work. So I think that's a a very positive aspect to what's going on.
0: Okay, so I'm going to stop that here, ladies and gentlemen. All right. So, part two of the Karris Project, uh, and uh, ladies and gentlemen, I'm simply going to give uh, Lauren and Keisha yeah. an opportunity to uh, leave you with some final thoughts. Again, uh, Lauren has uh, just to reiterate, because we've been spending the last 30, 30 minutes listening. Lauren has her children unlawfully taken and placed into uh, child protection uh, services, and Keisha uh, is a uh, is a direct victim of being trafficked herself because of the work her father's done as a Canadian to expose the fraud in the American uh, uh, electoral system. So, uh, Lauren, please leave listeners with uh, some final thoughts, what uh, you would like them to walk away with.
2: Um, I just say stay encouraged. Um, follow us on the Caris Project. You can reach me out out there because I've been helping out with the CARES Project and the initiative and working with other women and families uh, going through the same thing that I am. Um, And I'd say stay strong, trust God and uh, get this out to other people because that's the main importance that the other people see this information and see the truth of what's really going on in America and our Constitution is being like ripped up in front of our faces and we have to take that back.
0: And Keisha, please, some final thoughts from you.
1: Yeah, I would say um, to just uh, to have courage going forward. A lot of people might think, "Well, how does this affect me? It's not my business, or you know, it's not my problem, or not my jurisdiction." But Article 3, Section 3 of the Constitution gives every, uh, everybody the jurisdiction and right to have um, interest and authority over the situation. When it comes to treason, this is everybody, every American citizen's business. Um, and as I said, uh, America's the last bastion of freedom and hope for the world, literally. This is a God given country, and God has put America in the position to have. That safe haven for Christianity and and free will for others so I would just say uh, have some courage uh, moving forward uh, if you if you don't have courage pray and ask God to find it uh, because a lot of people don't understand how things are going to go uh, moving forward uh, I'm I'm not a person who's very much into things like this political or anything I'm very diplomatic and I had no previous crimes or convictions in any country in the world that not even speeding I, I very much kept to myself but Uh, When God calls you to do something, uh, if you trust him and follow him, he will protect you on that journey no matter what. And whatever he says is for you, no one can take it. When he says is your last day is your last day. So at the end of the day, it it doesn't really matter. But um, if you need help, please reach out to us. We'd be more than willing to do what we can. Um, Take the research, uh, file some complaints, and let's get some justice for what's going on. And if you want to look in the recent court cases, we've recently filed to the Fourth Circuit, uh, like last week, I think. Um, Just reach out to us. We'll give you the research and see what we can do.
0: And just one other question for you, ladies, Uh, and this pertains to Casey's father. Is your father safe in Canada?
1: Well, right now, um, he is still being persecuted uh, but he's uh, with my he had to flee as well from so we both were in Saskatchewan this happened in North Battleford Saskatchewan and we were forced out of our our homes and lost everything uh, we were robbed of everything and um, our bank accounts closed everything so he had to flee to Alberta to stay with my grandmother his mother and other family where he's still being persecuted, but I fled to the US. Uh, He sent me here because he knew it would be safer uh, despite the potential risk of what was going on, and I think that's true. Despite everything I've gone through, America is still safer than Canada. Um, If we were together, we'd both be in a body bag somewhere. If we were not together, 100%. And And like you said, sir, my father, he's a Canadian. He's doing this as a Canadian. So the Americans, I've always, I always grew up with the understanding that Americans are not people to play with. And I think when they're ready to put something down, they're ready. But people have underestimated Canadians. They used to think Canadians were ruthless in war, that they were all kind until it was time to kill something. And so I think people are seeing that now and... I'm hoping that Americans don't allow the Canadians to put them to shame because we don't really even have the numbers to do so.
0: Okay, well, ladies, thank you very much for your time. Thank
2: you so much.